drowning in travel hacking content and don't know where to go next? Not sure if you want to open lots of credit cards and take classes to figure out how to use all those points? Trying to buy a house or a car soon and worried about the multiple credit checks on your score but still want to travel? We got you this week. Today we're breaking down our yearly travel talk, our number one strategy for traveling more on a budget without the need for credit card points, although you can still use them with this strategy too. Let's jump in. Welcome to the Travel More Podcast. Each episode, we share custom itineraries, travel hacks, expert advice, and even stories of our past travel failures to help you level up your travel I'm Shelly, a lover of plans, itineraries, and cheap flights. I'm an expert deal finder with one eye always on the budget. And I'm Bruce, the improviser, ready to pick up where plans fail to turn letdowns into unexpected trip favorites. We're here to bust through barriers that stop you from making your travel dreams a reality. So book that flight, buy the tickets, and say hello to your next adventure. This is the Travel More Podcast. Welcome back to the Travel More Podcast. Welcome. Season two, after uh, the longest break we've taken since we started this, so a year ago. About a month, I think, we've not done it. I know, it seems crazy. It seems so long, and I can't believe we we just did our 31st episode. This Mm -hmm. is 32. 32. So it's it's nice to be back, and we're talking about, we kind of come full circle. I was about to say, we're like coming back to the beginning, because this episode is actually just a remake, a kind of, like a update is a better way to say that. An update, yeah. (laughs) An updated version. We're going to share the things that we've learned and what we'd want to like improve upon. Yeah, yeah. And we definitely have learned a lot this year, especially when it comes to like points and miles. And so we kind of wanted to add that. Although I will say my favorite part about the travel talk and like this strategy in general is that it you can do it without having to rely on credit card points and miles. So we're like a lot of our episodes, we've been talking about points and miles a lot. And they are a great way to get free and cheap travel. But some people just aren't in the position necessarily to jump into credit cards. Yeah, you might not be in the position, you know, you might um, be nervous just about opening up a credit card, especially if you've never done it before. Mm-hmm. You know, might not be able to. Yeah, you might not be able to. It might not be the right time for you to start, you know, down that process of, of learning and figuring it out. But- right. So there's there are other options is what we're here to say, yes. tell you today. Um, and so this is a great time to do it, I think. And I am like such a New Year's person. Like I like the beginning of years. I'm a teacher. So like I like the beginning, middle of an end. And that's like August to, you know, June or something as a teacher. And then I have like my personal beginning, middle and end. And that's January to December. So it's interesting. I literally have two planners, like two different like start and stop times on my planners. And that's exactly why I don't have any planners because (laughs) Shelly pretty much takes care of it for me. But no, really, I think like... Um, it's nice to have these opportunities to think about resetting and, and laying out your goals. And I think, you know, you've definitely got a good job of, of training me up on thinking this way <laughs> because this year it's been, I think, how many years have we been doing that breakdown of well, like, this is passion different. planner? I was going to say, so we have right. two different things we do at New Year's. What you're talking about, the breakdown, it's just like a general goal setting. And that is like the passion planner has a like free download that we use. Um, and so I think it's three months, one year, three years, lifetime. And you like set goals goals for each of those things and you do them separately and you come together which is kind of fun just to see like if you're on the same page like it is really fun because I always like when we do it I like seeing like what each of us put down in the different categories and where we agree and where we're thinking differently right um and this year I actually think that we are pretty aligned see the more you do it obviously the more you check in the more you know that you're kind of aligned and this year I think that there wasn't anything that 
was different. I mean, there might have been like different wordings or like extra things that were on somebody's, but they weren't in a different direction. Yes, which is fun. But either way, like these nice times to kind of to step back and take advantage of looking at the past and planning for the future. Mm-hmm. It's really the foundation of why the travel talk works and why we've been able to take advantage of as much time and as maybe as little money as we've yeah. had to spend all these years whether or not we use points and miles. Yeah. So let's talk what this like travel talk looks like. So always, and the way that we do this, we try to make it as fun as possible because some of this is not that fun because, you know, you're talking about budget and stuff like right. that. It's one of those things, most of the time, I would say the people we talk to are not excited about sitting down and planning and budgeting and doing all this because they're not Shelly. I would say it's my favorite thing to do on a Saturday night, but not everybody is like that. And so if you're not, I would um, suggest finding something to make it a little more bearable. So like a fun drink or like a fun like dessert thing or you know like something that you're like making almost an event out yes, of it. Yes, make it an event for sure. Yeah, and so you sit down with your player 2. That's me. So that would be some travel talk or travel um hacking lingo. So player 1 and player 2 is just whoever you're going to travel with. Um so it doesn't have to be a spouse, obviously not everyone's married, could be anybody, friend, family, whoever you're you're like going to plan your travel with that year. Right. So once you have this person, you're really just looking to find out all your blackout dates for the year. Any conflicts, if you know you've got a wedding coming up or if there's a time of year, let's say you've got kids Mm -hmm. and you know they play soccer or basketball and there's just a time of year where it's just never going to be good to go on a weekend. Yeah. Or, I mean, conversely, the opposite. So you know that like April is like a slow time in your company and that might be a good day to take a trip or a long weekend or whatever. You kind of like planning out those potential or shorter dates. So like for Bruce and I, because we know our entire schedule right off the bat, because they're both teacher schedules, it's easy for us to plan exact dates. Right, because we have such an inflexible schedule. Yeah. So we know exactly when we've got, like any three-day weekend, mm-hmm. any uh, long break that we both share, mm-hmm. being, you know, working Obviously summer. Yep, summertime, spring break usually, Christmas yeah. break. Yeah, so you're going to like find out those for you or you're going to make them up. You're like if you don't have those set times, um, create them. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because if you know, you might be inflexible with your schedule where it's set in stone, or you could have a much more flexible schedule. Mm-hmm. So then you're going to want to think about what's your ideal like time. Yeah. So how I, long do you want your trips to be, and how many? Exactly. So you could say I want to have two three day weekends and maybe like a ten day bigger trip. And I know there's certain times of year it's easier, you know, for me to take off. That's what you know. If you have a more flexible time versus inflexible, that's what you do first. Yeah. Um, and then once you have the schedule it's time for the budget everyone's least favorite part i love it but no one else does <laughs> um we set aside a lot of money for travel it's just the nature of how we budget our own like house budget we also don't have kids so we have a little more playing room um so when we talk about some of our travel like talk it may feel like well that's totally out of reach and it may be that you can't do exactly the same things that we do all year but that's not the point anyways the right. point is to figure out What time and money can you personally carve out where you're going to feel comfortable? Um, And so I would suggest kind of figuring out how many vacations you want to take and how long they can be and then trying to find out kind of a general budget from there. Right. And we always like to calculate this per person. Mm -hmm. So when we think about, you know, it's it's just easier this way, especially if you're searching for flights or anything, as opposed to doing like your family of five. You know, you're just looking one person, what do I think it's going to be? And then you can multiply that across how many people are going. Yeah, exactly. Um, And then figuring out what a budget should or could be um, can be a little bit of a learning curve. The more often you do this, the better you'll get a sense of like, 
okay, so if I have $3,000, like what can that get me? Um, the answer is many, many things. Um, but you wouldn't necessarily know that until you start kind of playing with numbers. So for now, you're giving yourself as much money as you can comfortably um, for each of these trips. And then as you do this more and more, as you look at different de- destinations, um, you'll kind of come up with like, what does that actually mean? You know, like, what does $3,000 actually mean? For Bruce and I, that's an international trip for a week. Um, we do live in like really close to New York City, and so that helps us out plane travel Definitely wise. Helps us out. Um, but for three thousand dollars, we would suggest, or we would see that as that's a week in an international city, right? Um, but you may think three thousand dollars that sounds like you know going down to our local beach for a week. It depends on how where you've been looking for your travel and what. So I would keep an open mind with your budget. Don't try to say like, well, I only have three thousand dollars. That's not going to get me anywhere. Um, yes, it will. <laughs> so yeah. keep it open. Um, keep your mind open the, with that. The point is to do the work ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And that's why we like to do it at the top of the year. Or, you know, and honestly, whenever you have, when it makes the most sense for your new year cycle to look at, if I do the work now and I know my time, I know my money, the next part, which is the fun part, is how to find the destinations that will make sense for that. Right. Yeah, that's where um, our favorite tool of all time comes in. It's called Going Now. I can never get used to calling it Going. I know it's always going to be Scotch Cheap Flights. It's always going to be Scotch Cheap Flights to me. Um, but we, I've had this for probably five or six years now, and it is my number one like must-have travel tool if I'm going to do like non-points and miles travel. And they're starting to kind of roll out a points and miles version too. I haven't found great luck with that one, um, so I won't go as far as recommending that one just yet. I think they're going to get the kinks out of it, but for now, they're like, not basic membership, but it's the premium one, so it's like the first tiered membership, to me, is worth every single penny. Every single year, I save way more money than it costs. I think it's something like 60 bucks a year or something. It's not much. It's not that much. It's for the whole year, and like all the things we've gotten for it, some we've talked about before, but... We went to Paris uh, for three fifty round trip per person. Mm-hmm. Uh, Portugal was four hundred, and that was at Christmas time. Same with Paris. Mm-hmm. Greece was four fifty, which and I know that was Greece peak summer. Yeah, Greece can be tough. You know, I think it's. I think not... right now, I just looked. At, my friend just looked at a trip to um, Athens, and it was twelve hundred dollars. Yes, well, I was gonna say <laughs> I think it's one of those airports. Depending on where you live, I know we're thinking about the East Coast. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not like a big hub. Mm-hmm. Not like going to Frankfurt, for instance, in right. Germany. It's, you're almost always going to find cheaper options just because of the amount of traffic. Right. So we just talked to um, a friend that's going to Europe, and we talked about how like flying into Prague was difficult. So when mm-hmm. you look at these, Scott's cheap flights can be helpful. Yeah. You know, um, if, this is where the whole idea, one, the foundation of the travel talk, is mm-hmm. that you're doing the work to set up ahead of time your money and time, and then you're letting the destination come to you. Yeah. Because if you're like our friend we were talking to, they were trying to fly to Prague, and that's like Greece, mm-hmm. where if you're going and you're trying to, you're fixed on where you want to go. The prices can be really high. Mm-hmm. But, and sometimes that is what it is. Yeah, and sometimes it is what it is. But we've been able to go to a lot of different places way cheaper because we've let it come to us using going, Scott's cheap flights. Yeah, and let me tell you what that means. So if we say, like, you know, letting the destination come to us, it's essentially like in um, – I'll use last year as a better example of this. But in January, we decided here's the money we want to spend in these different times of the year, and that's it. Right. And then the rest of it was like, we don't even know exactly where we're going to go, um, but we'll go somewhere and we'll see what, what kind of comes up for us. Right. And then using Scotch cheap flights or going um, in April, both years in the last two years that we've done this um, in April, we've gotten an alert for Christmas time, which is exactly when we need. You know, it's like the busiest, most expensive time to travel. Um, and they were both 
like within our price range. So with Paris, uh, we wanted to spend no more than three thousand dollars for that week, and those tickets came up at three fifty a piece. So that's that not, a lot. It's of room. a lot of room yeah. in our budget. And then the next year, we want to challenge ourselves even more. So we had two thousand dollars for a week in Portugal. Well, a week in Christmas, and then the Portugal tickets came up, and they were four hundred. So you'd think that that actually made it more expensive, but then Portugal and Spain itself was much cheaper than France. Yes. So it evened out to where we did only spend 2000 for the week. Um, and so that, I think, is the most important part of using going as Scotch cheap flights is you're not going necessarily to say, like, I hope a deal from Paris comes through this year. Right. It's like, I hope a deal that fits in our time constraints and budget comes up this year. Yes. And it will. Now, if you do... Uh, have a very flexible time and you already know that that's the only time I would say you might wait until you see a deal. Mm-hmm. If you're someone who could be like, wow, it's next month. Like, all right, I'm taking my holiday now. I'm, exactly. I'm using my vacation. Then it, you can be a little more like picky about your destination. But either way, knowing and having ahead of time so that you're ready when the deal drops is kind of the whole point of the strategy. Absolutely. And then another good um, tip that this is what actually we told our Prague friends um, for is to take a repositioning flight or look into repositioning Yes, that's exactly where I was thinking with that story. Yeah. So repositioning flight is where you fly to an airport to take advantage of their deal. So ours is too easy, so I'm not going to use it because we live in Connecticut, but that means we have Boston, New York, Hartford. Like We have so many airports that that almost doesn't seem fair. So let me use a really tricky situation, which is Memphis. So Memphis is like smack dab in the middle of the country. That airport is technically international, but I think it may only go to Mexico internationally. (laughs) Um, So it's a pretty small airport. Uh, And so I would Definitely set up flight alerts for Memphis just in case, because you never know. But I would also set them up for Atlanta, because I know that I could get a cheap and quick flight to Atlanta from Memphis. It's like an hour flight. I could even drive if I wanted to. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm going to get so many more deals from the Atlanta airport than I will from the Memphis one. Um, And so that can pretty much work. I'm trying, unless you're really in the middle of nowhere, that idea of repositioning flights is going to be the best bet for you. I'd always set up. you know, one flight alert from my home airport, because you never know. And then I'd always set it up for the next closest like hub. So like big city airport. Yeah, it's a great you want to get an idea of where you live and what those two would be. Exactly. So another great option to find your destination um, is to use the Google Flights fly anywhere option. Mm -hmm. So essentially, you put your dates and home airport in and see what comes up. It like will, it'll tier it from the price. So yes. like it'll say like what's the cheapest place you can fly during these dates and it gets you know more and more expensive as it goes down but you can literally look at a full world map. It's really fun. It like, is fun. <laughs> I think it's a cool tool because you know I honestly Google for hotels too is a similar you look at a map and you mm-hmm. can get like all these ranges of things. Right. But I think it's really helpful and it usually gives you the honest like price of things Mm -hmm. so you could you know you're not going to find anything super low compared to what you're seeing because google is looking at all the websites that are listing it yeah and there are a couple airlines that don't come up on google flight southwest is a notable one but most all of them do and it at least gives you a good like range of like you know if you can find somewhere for 90 dollars, then maybe you don't want to take the 90 dollar flight but Hopefully, because there is a $90 flight, the rest of the flights aren't that far out of that budget, if that makes sense. Because that's, we love a good, um, you know, budget airline for bringing down the price of flights. Yes. If you don't fly them, you should at least appreciate them because (laughs) bring them down. I know. I've said this a lot because people give it a bad rep, like all the budget airlines. I'm like, but they are kind of creating competition. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Even if you don't fly them, you should hope that they stay in business. Love them or hate them. they're, They're a good thing, I'd say. Yeah. So Google Flights is 
like my favorite tool if you're going somewhere soon. Yes. Like if you don't have time to wait for, you know, these great flight deals. So maybe you do your travel talk in January, but you were actually hoping to go somewhere for February, like President's Day weekend or whatever. Um, that's not a lot of time to wait for, you know, flight yeah, the, deals. Yeah, that's the ones, soon. Like, like the ones we were talking about before that Scott's Cheap Flights usually get sends out. Mm-hmm. Those you got to be ready in advance for. Mm-hmm. But if not, Google is a great way to look for. So what's out there right now you mm-hmm. know, that's cheap? Right, exactly. Um, that's actually how we found our 40,000 like point not dollars 40,000 yeah. <laughs> point flight to um london, london was through google flights so yes definitely don't overlook them um and just keep in mind that i would say if you're going at an extremely busy time like christmas you want to start like looking for flight alerts about nine months ahead of time ideally um and if you're looking for somewhere if you're very flexible you could be looking in the next month or two for flight deals if you're not as flexible i'd say at least give it if you can, four to six months to get to just have a deal hit that you're like ready to take, if that makes sense. Like it's not necessarily going to come tomorrow. Right. You want to give yourself some time. And that's exactly why we do this travel talk in January so that we're just looking all the time and we get the emails all the time. And if one feels like it says the dates, you know, that we want to go and the price seems right, then we're ready to jump on it because we've done all this pre-work. And it sounds, I know it sounds like a lot, like it's a, if for somebody who's not, planning and thinking ahead and this is like a foreign concept if you just do a little bit of it and practice over time you'll get better and better and Mm -hmm. then the reward will help you do more yeah because the reward really is you know if you're motivated to take trips and travel when you haven't been even if it's like short you know local more regional things all the way to international this is the best way to build momentum Mm -hmm. and that's kind of the idea we're getting at is when you do these things you start to build habits that are really going to help you yeah so let's talk about our last year travel talk. We did like a fairly in-depth review of our um, year of travel, the last episode. So we're not going to go into like details about each of these, but just to give you an idea of like what we said in January versus kind of what happened or how right. it how, helped us. How close or... did we stick to our initial plan? Right. So we're starting in um, March and I, we actually did go to New York a couple of times, but and I'm going to talk about this later, but for us, New York is essentially local, and a lot of times we don't even stay overnight. So those kind of fall more into like our regular daily planning, like our regular household budget, more than our travel budget. Right. Like it's the same as us going out yeah, to like a fancy dinner. I think for us, I wouldn't count it. It's kind of like if you lived near any major city and you just went into it once in a while. Yeah. So for us, it's, you know, that's just kind of we're lucky to be close to it. But if you're listening to this being like, wait, I listened to your other one and you definitely mentioned stuff before March. You're right. It's just <laughs> um, they're smaller, closer trips and they all came out of our like Hey, they still household. count because I they, will say. Oh, no, no. They count. That's Just part... not in our travel budget. No. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But they are a great way to get started, you know, because yeah. I know people are like, man, I haven't done anything. And I'm like, did you even just explore your town or the town's over? Mm-hmm. We had a whole episode about local travel. And I think it's important to just get in the habit of doing something different yep out of your comfort zone for sure so let's start march in march we went to las vegas for a business trip uh the dates weren't flexible the location wasn't flexible and we paid almost the same for those tickets as we did to go to paris yep so that's the reason we suggest this method is that you don't get stuck doing that because that hurts when you know that you could go to paris but instead you're going i mean las vegas is fine it's not like a terrible place to go but it just when you know you could go for a week in paris and instead you're going for three days to las vegas (laughs) it's a bit of a yeah a sword in the heart um so that was not part of the plan except for that we knew we had to do it and it was close 
In April, we went to London and we grabbed the low price by watching Google Flights, which we talked about. This is the one that saved us because we weren't hundred. We oh, were, the, yeah. the clock was ticking on us, mm-hmm. and we usually are so much better about having well in advance our April break because that can be a really tough time. It was Easter week this it year was too. Easter week, so yeah. we were lucky because you know. Well, I'll give an example. We were going to do Scotland, but yeah. our our group that we were going to go with wasn't ready to commit when the deal hit. Mm-hmm. So by it the time slipped we through did our fingers. It, yeah, it left. And that's okay. That happens. I forgot about that. It just, but yeah, that's but a that, good. That's a good learning like point. <laughs> yes, it's a, it was a learning moment, uh, yeah. a tough one. But it yeah. sh- you know, if you're not ready to pull the trigger on these things, that's what's going to stop you. It's a great example of you know what stops you from taking these trips. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so we use the Google Flight Alerts because um, we're not flexible on time or destination. Yes, you know, if you'd learn our our lesson here, <laughs> um, we could have gone that. So Flor- I forgot about um, not Florida. But I forgot about Scotland. Yes, that was um, our primary. We, our, I thought we thought we were going to do that, but then it didn't work out. And then we also, I know we could have gone to Copenhagen as well for about three hundred dollars, um, but it just it didn't really fit the itinerary we wanted. It was my dad's first trip to Europe. We wanted to go somewhere where the language barrier wasn't really a thing. Right. To kind of ease him in. Um, so that's why we didn't, but it just, it shows you that like if we had been a little more flexible on our destination, we could have gone to Copenhagen for even cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went to London, um, and then in May we had set aside Memorial Day and said that we wanted to do something outdoorsy, like camping. And so we ended up going to Lake George that weekend. And that was a good example of like, we already knew we wanted to do something. And so then at the beginning of May, we're like, all right, so where do we want to go? We hadn't been there, and that's what we chose. But we may not have done it at all if it wasn't literally written on our calendar. Yeah, I think we would have just come to the three-day weekend and realized, oh, wow, it's a three-day weekend. Right. And then it would be, I mean, not too late, but it'd be tough to say, uh, it's like that week. You know, it's yeah, Wednesday, that, and you're like, right. uh, I'm just going to laze at home again or whatever, mm-hmm. get caught up in something. But so. putting it on your calendar really helps. It does help. Um, in June, we went on our, well, June and July, we kind of always know that like in June, we're always going to Disney World. It's part of the business and we love it. And then in July, we pretty much travel the full month. So it's like, what are we going to do to fill that month? So June, we went to Disney World, Memphis with the family. That was part of our like budget, no matter what, because we know we're going, we know how much it costs done. Like that is another good thing is you can put those type of things in your budget from the beginning and they don't feel like such a stretch once you get there because you've been saving for it the whole year. Right. Um, and then July was a little interesting this year because I got the opportunity. So we knew that we had the month. So that was a big part of this. And then I got the opportunity to go as a grant, um, to Norway for about two weeks. Um, so that was kind of paid for and done in its own separate way. But because we were there and we knew we had more than two weeks, um, we started looking at like, how could we expand this trip as opposed to just leaving it? Um, and we found, um, we finally did get to Copenhagen. Yeah, <laughs> we, we found did. 6, I that's funny. I didn't realize. I forgot points. we were going to, we looked at it as an option. We totally April. did. Yeah. Yeah. And so the only reason that we even did that is because we knew we had the rest of the month and we were like, we're already kind of over there. What else can we do? Right. So as opposed to just giving, I mean, this amazing opportunity that, you know, I'm, I'm not at all hating on the opportunity to go to Norway. That was amazing in itself. We could even make more out of it because we had already had this talk and we had the budget set aside. Yeah, we had the time, and because we, you know, the the grant you wrote kind of covered a lot of Norway, which was uh, awesome. all of it pretty much. Yes, and so then we had our summer budget still sitting there, um, and we'd already been saving for it, so it wasn't even like can we spend this money. It was like no, we have this money mm-hmm. to spend on this. Um, so we went to Copenhagen. I think we spent around 600 bucks, maybe a little more, on hotels for like the six nights. Yep. And then we, I got this amazing cruise deal 
that no one was going to because I think that cruises out of Copenhagen aren't super popular. <laughs> Maybe not. Um, and so it's it, definitely not the like sunshine Caribbean kind of no, vibe. <laughs> no, it's not. And this is the first time or they the did this. Vibe. <laughs> yeah, it was the first time they did this route. I don't know if they'll do it again. Um, and so they weren't filling the ship very well, and so they started putting out all these deals. And I grabbed one since we were there. And I think it was like two grand for a full balcony room, full week. Oh yeah, for both of us. For a week on a cruise. For a full week, food, everything included. Um, So that was pretty awesome. And that was we already had the money set aside because it was already part of our summer thing that we had already planned. Um, So there you go. It's the power of the travel talk. (laughs) Um, Then we use our regular kind of budget to do those, like we said, the local trips for us: New York, Boston, Cape Cod. Um, Those didn't come out of our regular budget. We didn't say overnight. They're kind of just like just kind of day quick, trips. Quick go, yeah. Yeah. And, and we will replace like, you know, our eating out budget for the weekend to go to New York City. So like we'll do that kind of thing where we'll like exchange them for local trips, um, which is another hint. If you're like, oh, but this cool thing's going up, then go do it. Right. Just don't eat out that week. Yeah, exactly. If that's part of your normal budget. That's always what I like to think, too, when we're gone. You know, we usually are spending a set amount on groceries or gas. So when Shelly's like, uh, should we buy anything more? And I'm like, yeah, we would have spent this on groceries anyway. But we're here now, so. <laughs> All right, so those are some of the uh, local trips that we, you know, we don't necessarily include in our budget. Yeah. Um, but that brings us to Halloween Horror Nights, mm-hmm. another planned trip that has become, like, a yearly thing. Um, and I know the dates and location weren't really flexible, but we did book the hotel in January since we knew ahead of time. Yeah, which saved us. Yeah, which saved us a, a lot, actually, because yeah. I know it's a it's a busy time when we go, like Columbus Day weekend. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely, you know, it's nice to save where we can because we planned ahead. Yeah. Because we know we're going to spend a certain amount on the tickets and the plane, you know, all of that. Well, even, even the, you know, this is where we typically take one of those budget airlines down. Yeah. Because why not? It's a quick flight to Orlando mm-hmm. for us. Um, so, you know, it was nice to even grab those when we saw it. Because we, we know we're going. So mm-hmm. we're able to, like, watch and see when they drop. So we're not buying tickets on, like, a, a, a bad day to do it. Or, yeah. you, know, when the, you know, if you check on Google, it gives you a nice history, too, of, like, is this a bad time? Is the price unusually high? Yeah. Well, and, you know, I think the biggest thing is if you know in January you're, you are going to go somewhere in October, you can kind of watch the trends. Because... That's way too early. Like, you don't want to buy January tickets almost ever. Um, you really right. usually want to do three to five months out for domestic travel. So you can kind of watch the trends for a little bit yes. to see, like, what are the – are they $300 tickets? Are they $400? And so then that helps you when they actually do drop, and you're like, well, these are $150. I haven't seen them below, you know – 300 in the last two months like that's when you buy them (laughs) that's a really good rule of thumb because i know we were talking to somebody just about so when should i book hotels and when Mm -hmm. should i look for flights yeah so i think hotels definitely far in advance is better yeah i mean hotels are one of those things where you can put it off but if you're going at a very busy time like halloween horror nights or like london at easter easter right you're you're gonna run into just low inventory inventory goes down so and there's no really fear that like hotel prices are not as in flux as as flights yeah but uh, yeah again like you don't necessarily need to buy your flights as far out as hotels Mm -hmm. so travel you know planning rule of thumb from us number one hotels you could look in advance Flights, like three to five months, depending. Domestic, closer. International, what, like five, six? Yeah, seven maybe. Kind of depends on where you're going. I would start to watch the trends maybe maybe around nine months. Yes. See what's going on with them and then Set Set up those email alerts from Google. Yes, for sure. So we, by watching them, we were able to grab tickets for 150 round trip as opposed to like 300. So we saved ourselves some money there too. 
All right, and then we got our Christmas plane tickets the same way. This was a crazy story. Yes. Because we were watching those, and they were to Orlando, the same place that we went for Halloween Horror Nights, and because we went with family for our family trip, and they were like over $500 mm-hmm. to Orlando. It was wild. I know, and that's like never, There's they're always cheaper than that. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, I've, ne- I've literally never paid 500 Well, okay, that's not true. One time to go to Africa, we paid more than $500 for plane tickets. But beyond that, all of our trips out of the country have never been that expensive. I know. So I to feel go like to Orlando, say we don't believe, they don't believe us. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> you don't have to. Well, yeah. But for, <laughs> for like single flights, especially with points and miles now, we definitely, and using this method, we always save on flights. Yes. That is the biggest thing to save on. Yeah. So we saw 500 for Orlando. I was like, absolutely not. I will nope. literally drive through the night before I pay $500 to I, go to Orlando. But I'm remembering this now. So we were actually in Copenhagen when we saw them jump down. Yeah. Because we were, tr- we were tracking them and gave us an alert. Yeah, and I don't even know what time it was in the U.S., but I, like, messaged the family group, and I was like, they dropped to $200. Everyone needs to buy them right oh, this man. second. I remember. Yeah, and there actually weren't enough tickets for all of us. Like, someone had to buy them outside of – I yes. mean, they were still, like, 250 or something, which was still, like, more than half of what they were or less than half of what they were. Um, Did we need to use a fast. VPN for that, too? Or was this a different – Maybe. That I was remember. You, you yeah, did it. That's right. Well, I will say here's a quick tip. So if you are looking, if you're outside of the country and you're trying to buy tickets, like for anything, just know that IP addresses are tracked. Mm-hmm. You know, so sometimes that can affect stuff. I remember we were doing yeah. this when we were looking at the cruises too. Mm-hmm. It's hard to see, you know, unless you redirect, it's going to give you the prices in like euros and things. Oh, yeah. So anyway, yeah, that was wild. But that's just a good example of if you don't have those alerts up. Yeah. And you, or know, you don't know you're you for don't sure know the going. trends too, because yeah. some people might say, "Oh wow, it's 500 Orlando." I guess that's just what it is. Oh, I've you don't know how many people have said that to uh-huh. me, and I'm like, "No, no, no, no. <laughs> that's uh-huh. not it." But we were in Copenhagen in mm, late July, and that was our Christmas trip. Do you know what I mean? So it still was like a good amount of time away, but yes. because it was Christmas or Easter or like any of these major kind of travel holidays you're going to need to be like way ahead of the game to get these kind of like alerts. Right. And I know like usually Christmas, spring break are times and, you know, potentially summer where we would wait for the destination to come to us to get those deals. But this year we spent more time with family. Yeah. So some of those things were less flexible. I say that because it's a bad thing. It was a great year of travel. I'm like, <laughs> I, don't, yeah, I don't want to say family. that, I guess. No, it was, it was great. We just, <laughs> it was a little different than our normal because we would – usually not have chosen all those like we kept saying like the dates weren't flexible the time the dates are never flexible for us but almost always the destination is yes um except for halloween horror nights and that disney trip i gotta say i'm pumped that we did this because two different you know knowing in our family you know obviously they know us as people who travel a lot so they come to us for advice and suggestions on how to do that Mm -hmm. but ever since we went with your dad to london now i feel like he's ready to go anywhere yeah and well, and we went with family and um, for Christmas, and now we're already planning for like a summer thing. Yeah, it's like the momentum's there. Get the bug. Everybody was you. like, "Wow, this is great! How come we haven't taken a vacation this long? Like, let's go. What are we doing next?" And I was like, "All right, you want to go? Like, grab to, the momentum. Yeah, like where do you want to go? <laughs> yeah. Let's go." And, and we're, the conversation's already happening. We already have an idea of a budget, mm-hmm. and it's just like travel talk is already underway, and everyone already feels more comfortable with the idea of it. Yeah, because even all the little things that you cross off your list, like. What do I pack? How do I get to the airport? What mm-hmm. is this going to, what does it look like? What's mm-hmm. transportation? Right. It, once you do it once or twice, it just gets easier. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So that's our travel talk. We're looking to do more driving, less flying this year, mm-hmm. uh, if it stays as it is. Well, um, because we have a new 
baby puppy dog. Oh my gosh. <laughs> who's Who been, has been who's been quite the adventure to record with today? Yeah, she's been whining a lot. So this has been this has been fun. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully um, you don't hear her in the background. Yeah. Um, so we are thinking maybe our trip out west or something like that. Um, so the deals may not be as good, especially because usually it's flying that we're taking advantage of some of these deals on. Um, but we're still doing it, still playing it out just like before so that if anything crazy comes up or fun, um, then we can take advantage of it because we know we'll be there at the time. Yes. So it's still worth doing even if you don't plan on flying a lot just to have it in the books ready to go. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we want to hear from you guys. You know, we've had a number of people join our Facebook group and like get on board with um, our newsletter and everything. But the mm-hmm. the best part about having that group is that we can hear from you if anybody's tried this out, and we'd love to hear like what do you have planned this year? Yeah, we have a lot of new destinations that we're definitely going to be asking for tips on. So yes, if you please. live out west or if you go often, definitely go on there and help us out. Yeah, and everybody that's got dogs, please let us know because yeah, like how did it go? We've got yeah. I mean that's definitely <laughs> something we're going to build this year like where's all the dog friendly places you know how do you deal with this loud puppy that has too much energy all these questions that i'm sure some of you know the answer to yeah so come help us please from our facebook group please do it i'll put the uh, link in the show notes (laughs) thanks for listening until next time did you know that every time you book a disney or universal vacation you're paying for a service that you may not even be using really that's right travel agent costs are added to your disney or universal vacation whether you use one or not. So you're telling me that I'm paying for something even though I'm not getting the help. You got it. So next time you want to book a theme park vacation, make your money work for you. By booking with Magic Pass Travel, you'll get our expertise and years of experience without paying any extra and while supporting a small business. Check out our show notes to find our contact information. Can't wait to help you plan your next adventure.